This is the Saddled Stallion Podcast, where men are equipped and encouraged to understand their wiring, clarify their mission, and find purpose along the path to its fulfillment. I'm your host, Chad Kanyer, and I'm stoked to have you here. Let's roll. Hey everyone, welcome to this author interview mini-series where I'm interviewing writer, podcaster, husband, father, and corporate juggernaut Chad Kanyer about his new book, Dying in the Wilderness, Finding Purpose Through Failure. Chad, thanks for coming on. You're welcome. Um, (laughs) Corporate juggernaut. Um, I knew you would love my corporate juggernaut. I got to out you. This guy is like high up at CarMax and I'm he's not. like one of the top dogs. Dude, I'm and seriously, uh, not, I'm, a, I'm a manager at CarMax. So a manager over like 60 people. Juggernaut, so juggernaut. I'm, I'm a corporate sellout, man. I just, you know, I did my thing oh, with entrepreneurship up, and then I'm like, Hey, fortune 500, I need stability. It was one of those things. <laughs> Dude, okay, first off, no, and just so everybody knows, this guy was like a top-notch entrepreneur. He will try to kind of downplay that too, but he got connected like all throughout Dallas in a matter of two years. He was like getting us in like these crazy, what was that, a a night gala you got us in that time? And you even got me a job like filming and I was not supposed to be there. (laughs) I did do that, That, but that was a charity event and they like need people to come. You know, it was dope though. They dude. did spot it us a table like, though. They were really kind to us. That yeah, cool. that's what I'm saying. You had us, a, we had our own table. It was like free everything. It was baller, dude. We that was super cool. So nice I'm saying, like, you night. were super connected and super legit at what you did in your time of entrepreneurship. And that's kind of, you know, we're going to dive into that a little bit. We're going to dive into your book. We're going to get things rolling since we're going to try to keep these to around 20 minutes. And this one will kind of just start off with like a basic you know, overview question about your book. Says we're talking about dying in the wilderness here. So I want you to keep this question personal, like super personal. And like, why did you, Chad Canyon, write this book? And don't really talk about other people because I'm going to ask you that next. But like personally, why did you write the book? (laughs) I love how you're like setting parameters (laughs) for my answer. You're like, don't do this. Don't do that. Uh, (laughs) You just like, you probably just know me so well, you know, you you like sense what I'm going to talk about. No, I didn't plan on writing this book. Um, Mm -hmm. I've always loved writing. I wrote poetry in high school. I was probably one of the only kids who was like playing football and then going home and writing poetry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I, uh, I've always loved writing. I don't know why. I think it has something to do with, I was born and raised into a really, really noisy, like passionate home. I was the youngest. Mm -hmm. And so there wasn't a lot of airtime available um, in my house and, (laughs) And it, and if it was available, like boy, you better you better make your moment count. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I love you know, it. You better come with it. like a strong thesis with some supporting arguments. You know, supporting <laughs> supporting details, and then really drive the conclusion home. So maybe I was trained Absolutely. to be a writer at that point. But I really like listen. I left corporate America after about seven years, and I'd always wanted to build my own business. I'm a very creative person. Um, I love kind of challenging boundaries, and really want to nice. challenge myself as well. And when I had my first kid, you know, Deacon, he's six years old now. He actually turned six yeah. like three days ago. I was like, well, if I don't do something soon, at least try my hand in entrepreneurship, you know, we're going to keep having kids and it's going to get 
impossible, right? Because I refuse to be an okay dad. Like I want to be a great dad. I want to be there for everything. And so I knew I had a window and I think mm-hmm. part of me knew that I wasn't going to be some smashing entrepreneurial success, but I, I, regardless, I knew that like two years at least I needed to grind and maybe see if I could make something work. And then if it didn't work, I knew that I could maybe go back and return to stability because I had like a strong enough resume at that point and stuff like right, that. Right, right. Long story short, I, I left my, I was a consultant at Microsoft and, um, didn't really like my job very much. It was kind of the same kind of deal I had done my whole career and I was kind of bored. And, and so we moved to Dallas for a multi- multiple reasons. We moved from Seattle to Dallas and I'm like, this is the time. Like, I want to do this. Like, I don't even know what That's it looks awesome. like, but I'm just going to do it. And so for the next two years, we're going to get into like all the specifics. A lot of the lessons that I learned along that journey are in this book. That's really the purpose of the book is to share and to really honestly show other entrepreneurs, um, whether they're thinking yeah. about it or they're in the middle of it, like my blind spots so they can become, yeah. they can be more prepared, but they can also, even if they're failing, they can, they can have a new perspective on that failure. Um, that's good. I tried my hand. I ultimately failed. I had to turn back. I had to completely, um, put it back into God's hands and be like, listen, I had this dream. It did not work out, which was probably the hardest mm. thing I've ever dealt with. Um, mm. Yeah, that's some of my like favorite, you know, revelations out of your book that you personally had that like helped me and from my times like that too just grow so much. And it was something like I needed to read that just like I don't know, it hit a sweet spot. So hearing you say that, like I, I'm I'm proud of you not only for going through that, but for being vulnerable to write that in the book. Man, yeah, it's really I, really yeah, awesome. Man, I, I think another thing my childhood taught me is the importance of being real and being transparent about the good and the bad. And so right, and it's a healing thing. Like I feel like if we don't articulate what we're feeling, it gets trapped inside of us a little bit, mm. and then like other people can't benefit from you processing it and you, and you surviving Mm. it, right? Like, Hey, I'm still breathing. Like my worst nightmare (laughs) came to pass. Like I still woke up and had a coffee and my kids still hugged me. Like everything's okay. It's like, that's good. And so I wanted to write about it and well, wanting to write about it is not really the, it's not really the truth. I mean, during the final, final, final stages of like when the, when the final seconds were ticking off my, my time as an entrepreneur, I was like, yeah. I'm so, I, I had a feeling of just like, I mean, I was absolutely exhausted when I was done and I didn't know like right. what was next. I didn't know that I would like in three months, I would get this awesome job offer from randomly that God just like placed in my lap. I had no idea that was coming. I was literally like, we were out of money. It's funny. We were so broke at that point, but my wife and I have never been closer. We're still not as close as we were during that season because we were like humble and we were vulnerable. And I had just completely given up on this thing that I had busted my ass on so hard for so long. And and then everything just started coming out of me. I just started like writing and it was almost like, I just Mm. want to unpack everything I'm feeling right now. And it started as this sob story (laughs) and then it turned into this, like I, as I wrote what I had gone through, I saw the beauty in everything that I had gone through. Like I, I saw the growth and I saw like the way God was working in all of it to like show me who I was and to like let things in me die that needed to die. And that's good. There was just so much good there. And so by the time I'm done really just journaling, 
Um, like yeah. this book is a journal really. Yeah. Um, that I then like turned around and framed almost as a story, but it's really a journal. Yeah. I definitely see that in it. Yeah. Like, but, but, but by the time I was done with it, I was like, this is actually like, I really wish I would have read this during this season, you know? Wow. Yeah. So that, that's how I wrote the book. That's why I guess I wrote the book. You know? That's good, man. That was amazing, dude. Thank you for sharing all that and being so vulnerable with all that information. And that kind of dovetails into my second question, which is kind of piggybacking off that one. But what do you want others to get from this book? And you'd kind of touched on it, but I'm proud of you for staying more personal there and staying within the guidelines. Did my best, that I'd said. Did my best. <laughs> but what, like, what would you say the main thing you would want others to get from reading your book or listening to your audio book? I would say, I don't know, I'm battling between encouragement hmm. and perspective. I like perspective nice. more because encouragement is like slapping someone on the ass after they strike out and being like, you're all right, dude. Like, <laughs> that's not what we're doing here. It's right. more of like, hey, I struck out and like, I'm better for it. And like, hmm. that's not what the world says this that's yeah. not what the world teaches us that's not what is on social media right so right i want people to see the beauty that sometimes only failure can give in our lives um wow i think failure can give us way more than success can i mean wow. so i think at least for me right so i think it's just perspective if they are winning in their entrepreneurial deal they'll still super be able to relate um with a lot of this stuff. Like I have a buddy who, I mean, it's so funny cause like winning as an entrepreneur is just surviving. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Dude, that is so true. And, and so like, even if you're just surviving as an entrepreneur or even, I mean, most smart entrepreneurs honestly have it as like a side gig for a while and it's freaking grueling. And so like they'll relate yeah. to the chapters where I talk about just the work and the the, mm. like the obsession you have to have for what you're trying to build and like some of the wrong moves you can make while you're just obsessing over it and how you lose balance in your life and you're losing perspective in your life. So if, even if you're oh. killing it as an entrepreneur, you'll be like, Oh my God, I so understand that. And there's like encouragement and perspective and really like a little bit of commiserating with you in that. <laughs> um, Dude, and then if you're, no, man, that's so true. You like, you just need to know that someone else is feeling it too. I know, you know what I mean? I know. And especially because like, I mean, what do we do as an entrepreneur? We always have to sell, right? Right. So I can't sell if I'm like, man, this is really hard. So like most entrepreneurs are like that. You'll never hear a negative thing out of their mouths because right. they just, what if they're losing a sale while they're like opening up about how hard it is to someone? I mean, they, they have to exhibit that they are crushing it in every dimension. <laughs> and so like, this is the real talk of like, no, 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 this sucks. You're broke. Like you can't yeah. afford that tool you want to buy to help with your marketing, et cetera, et cetera. And it's stressing you yeah. and you're losing sleep over it. Um, That's so good. even the successful entrepreneurs relate. And then obviously like people who are struggling, this is just like one step along their journey. And I just want them to kind of zoom out for a second. And like, mm. again, they're going to hear from a guy who is on the other side of this being like, I would change nothing, but oh my gosh, like I know what you're going through. And so maybe That's it's good, more man. of an encouragement thing for them. I don't know. Wow. 
That's good, dude. I love that. And I completely agree because that's exactly like what I got for you. You did a great job because that's exactly oh, what good. I, Yeah, that's a great test right there. <laughs> I got that from the book, man. And like I've told you, I've read it like honestly like four times. And so it's just like really one of those things. I love that you said you, it was like your journal because that's so true, man. I felt like most people don't write that way. Like now that you said it out loud, I'm like, yeah, that's what it was. Like I was like reading the journal of another entrepreneur and just getting impacted because only another entrepreneur knows those <laughs> those hurting places and could just speak to them like so purely and you're just like ah you feel this comfort because <laughs> because someone else understands the pain you know what I mean oh man I totally feel that yeah it's weird like I, I allude to this near the end of the book and we'll get into it but like I never thought so like I always knew from from when I was really young that I wanted to write a book. One of my goals as a junior in high school was to be a published author by the time I graduated college. I don't know why. Like, Wow. But I just was like, why, why wouldn't I be a published author? But no one in my family like laid the trail of becoming a writer or anything like that. My family's full of MBAs and like finance and business right. people. So right. I knew that it was from like a deeper part of me that was just like, I'm going to be a writer. Like I've always wanted to do that. But then I never like, I never wrote like right. I, I've been journaling my whole life. Um, yeah, man. Some of the stuff I was journaling in my early twenties, that stuff needs to be burned. Um, <laughs> but like I was journaling, you know, and I'm praying and then I'm, I'm like journaling right. and I'm, ta I'm, I'm talking through what I'm going through in life. And that's just how I process, I think. But then I never thought of like anything like that when I was looking at entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial type things, creative type things mm -hmm. like outside of work, I never even thought of like podcasting or writing or anything. I just wow. thought of like, I'm going to go build a business. And then by the time I was done with all of this, I put this book together, really like just 12 lessons, 12 like journal entries that I'm shaping into a book. And I'm like, wait, this is the product that I, That's like that amazing. two years really just developed a product in a domain that I actually should have probably started with from the get-go because I'm truly gifted and truly passionate about it. You know, That's like, amazing, man. But sometimes you just have to, it's like the alchemist when the kid is like hunting yeah. the whole time for treasure and he realizes it was under a tree right next to where he started. And it's just like, oh my God. But if he never went on the journey, he wouldn't have ever realized the beauty of the treasure. And so it's just a total perspective thing. And it's crazy. It's crazy that I like I never even thought of that starting out. <laughs> Dude, no man, right on. I totally understand that in, in more ways than one because I've gone through that same thing and dude, while you were kind of going into that little area right there, I felt like it was a good time to ring in the third question. It's why did you name the preface? So we're going to kind of touch on the preface here in this in this episode and then next episode we'll go into chapter 1. Um, but I just kind of want to touch on the preface. Why did you name the preface rings? And what about that meaning or origin? Like what's behind that for you? Yeah. I mean, I just think I wanted people to know the true me out mm. the gate. Like I know how our culture is. Like we judge right. by the cover. Right. And I put most books down after two chapters because unless it grips me and I feel like I really get the author, I kind of just lose engagement and mm. we just have really short attention spans now. And so my thinking is like, if people only read the preface of this book, like I want them to be changed in terms of just 
I'm very authentic. Like I, and yeah. I just think the world is really, really needing authenticity right now. Um, That's like good. humble authenticity, like right. being authentically um, less, not authentically yeah. more. You know, sharing how great we are. That's not very authentic. Um, <laughs> so, like my first chapter is called Rings because, and it's on theme, right? Like a tree. If you cut into a tree you know, the number of rings that you count represents the number of years that the tree has lived. The width of the ring shows you how much water the tree received that year. And so like these two years, if I looked back on the, if you cut into my core, right, and you looked at how you counted my rings, like these two years in entrepreneurship would be very, very narrow rings, very dry seasons, okay? Yeah. (laughs) But the other thing about the trees is that like, those years, they've proven this, like those years that are very narrow, the tree still grows the same exact amount, but it doesn't grow wow. outward. It grows down. Wow. And that's exactly what happened to me is my roots went down way deeper during this season. Now I'm experiencing, like I have thicker rings now, like with what I'm experiencing, like we make more money as a family. Like I'm more that's comfortable, awesome. like things are less dry. They're less tight, but I needed that season of getting deeper to even yeah. appreciate what I'm and, and live in and make the most of what I'm given now. That's so good, man. It kind of, it leads me into our fourth and final question. So I'm going to go ahead and drop it right here. It's what about entrepreneurship forced your rings to come to the forefront or to like make you more aware of them? Cause it seemed like, cause I love that the preface, I love rings and I love the way you just punch me right in the mouth with like all the good stuff that I want. Just like, tell me exactly who you are and exactly what you're about. And you just don't hold back or hide anything. And I, it's phenomenal because you get to just see who's writing to you like so clearly right out of the gate. And you like never get to see that when you read a book. So it's amazing. But like, what about that? Like, what about entrepreneurship drew those things out for you or like made you very aware of them that like you weren't aware of before? You know what I mean? I mean, I think the next, honestly, this is like an annoying answer, but like the book, like as we go through that, the listeners or the readers will, will learn what different experiences changed me. And like, that's, that's the whole point of the book. So like, I don't want to hmm. oversimplify it right here. You know, like right. this is Absolutely. a journey and like, like there's a chapter we're going to go through called nature's mirror. And the whole point is that we need to draw close to uh, like a nature's mirror, you think of a pond, right? Where you like look over the right. water and you see yourself like in the world of entrepreneurship, in the wilderness, like we need to draw close to people to truly see ourselves. So like, Absolutely. I think of that chapter as a good example, kind of down the line uh, of what you're talking about is like, I needed to draw closer to other entrepreneurs, good, bad. Like I can relate with them. I can't relate with them. I can see myself becoming that guy. I could never see myself becoming the guy to mm. realize what I, what I didn't want to be, um, mm. what I cared too much about in that moment, like his approval. Wow. Why do I, why am I seeking this guy's approval? I don't want to be this mm. guy. Like he doesn't That's value really family. Like I value family, things like that. Um, there's so That's many really little good. lessons in there, you know, but, but like net net, I'm super real out the gate, um, about my rings and everything because I have experienced so much freedom in just like cutting the charade and like cutting the sales pitch and just being like 
raw and like, this is what I struggle with. This yeah. is what I'm good at. Like, and it also allows us to be confident and humble about what we're good at. Like, cause that's the yeah. truth. And it's just like, but this is not what I'm good at. And this, these are the mistakes I've made because we've got to realize every time we make a mistake, we can help someone else not make that mistake. And so if I, if I don't share my mistakes, I'm, I'm really being selfish. Um, so I just want to cut to the real, that first chapter is pretty real. It goes through pretty much every life mistake I've ever made. I call myself a, a white privileged kid so that people don't judge me by the cover. Like I love that part because until I read that, like I never saw myself that way until you, <laughs> until you like described your upbringing and mine was like fairly similar, but I'm from Louisiana. So like t- different, but similar. Different. And I'm like, Oh my God, like that's me too. And I felt those ways too. And I always felt entitled too. And like, I had never even realized it until reading how vulnerable you were about yourself. It's just like, it, it did something for me and it like made me like connect more with the content and the message because I was like, dang, like I'm this guy. Yeah. And it's like, yo, once I tell you all my garbage in chapter, like not even one, but like the preface, like right. if you then judge me after that for my skin color and where I'm from and how much money my dad made when I grow up, like you shouldn't right. be reading this book. Okay. So That's good. I'm being very transparent with you. I'm going to tell you all my crap so that you can see the rings, like see the lessons. Mm. Don't look like, look past the, the surface level garbage that everybody's so obsessed with these days. Like yeah. clean from my story. Don't obsess over my exterior. You know what I mean? That's good, man. Yeah, man. And that's definitely like what I got when I read it. I hope y'all don't get so, you know, caught up on the exterior because like the interior is like really what I want to unveil. And that like shoots you into the book. I love that preface. I love that. Like the way it was worded. Thank you for elaborating on that and like what it meant, what it meant to you and why you titled it that. So I'm going to cap us off there, but man, thank you so much for coming on and we'll be coming back doing episode two with you shortly. All right. All right. Cool, buddy. And just to remind everyone, this little author mini-series is about Chad's new book, Dying in the Wilderness, Finding Purpose Through Failure. You can get it on Amazon and the hardback, softback, ebook, and the audiobook will be coming soon as well. So thank y'all so much for tuning in. Y'all have a blessed night. Thanks for listening to the Saddled Stallion Podcast. That's it, guys. Be strong, be humble, walk in purposeful manhood. Mm-hmm.